0: This is the Action Network Podcast. Crushed it. It's good. Without further ado. That's what the game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss. Woo! I'm going to leave it up there. He couldn't make that if he tried that again. Yeah, absolutely not. let the floor.
1: Let's go. Welcome to the Action Network Podcast, NBA Edition. I'm your host, Matt Moore. Today's episode is brought to you by BetMGM, the official odds provider of the Action Network Podcast. Make sure that if you're listening to this podcast, you have downloaded our free award-winning app, the best way to track your bets, get inside analysis, get the best in all sorts of metrics, Everything that you need to know to bet, to track your bets, to keep up with scores is on our Action Network app. I check it absolutely uh, 100 million times a day, just constantly. Just that's all I do is just constantly on my phone checking that app. Check it out today. Make sure you're listening out for this podcast for all the other great shows we've got. Obviously, The Masters, big show coming out. Make sure to also check out The Favorites with Chad Millman. Check out that show as well. On today's show. We are going to do a crystal ball edition of the marquee. We are going to go over our back to the future um, bets that we wish we, we had made. Uh, I've got an edition of Thanks for Nothing, and we'll do all that and more on today's show. Joining me as always, Brandon Anderson, Raheem Palmer. Brandon, how are you today?
2: I'm good. I'm uh, finally getting a little rest after March Madness wrapped up. I'm ready to settle in for. Uh basically just nba for a few months here getting the stretch run here for the playoffs and feeling good
1: raheem how are you
3: i'm good i've been rolling bets have been doing really well Um, i can't complain i had you know some really big bets on nba this um weekend so trying to do a little bit more boxing i had a big boxing match the other day you um went well knocked them out in fifth round so we're profitable i mean that's that's all you can all you can do in this business
1: I'm having an awful, awful, awful run of luck. Not only did I bet the Raptors minus one half in the first quarter in a game they won by 50 and lost, but last night uh, I had Clippers second quarter and somehow in a game in which they led for the from wire to wire, dominated three quarters, I lost the second quarter. The worst quarter that Blazers <laughs> have every single game. So uh, I'm hurting and I'm angry and... To be honest, I'm bitter. I'm real bitter about it. But we move on. Let's get started with our marquee.
0: The marquee.
1: You can hear the chatter from the crowd. Brandon Anderson has come up with a series of questions for us for our crystal ball, looking at the second half of the season and a little bit into the offseason. We're going to go over those as kind of a primer for what we, how we see this last stretch going into the playoffs as we sit here today. We're about 45 days away from the start of the NBA playoffs, at least the play-in tournament. Um, First, I will ask you the most important question that there is to ask, gentlemen. Uh, Brandon, let's just go ahead and get this out of the way since I know you and I disagree. If you make the play-in game, have you made the playoffs?
2: So I say yes. Playoffs are binary. You're either in or you're out. Then you make the play-in game, you're in the playoffs. I know the NBA is saying otherwise for now, I don't think it's gonna last. There's there's no limbo, there's no in between. We gotta count the numbers somewhere. You make the play and you made the playoffs. It's the same thing.
1: Okay, you're wrong. And that's dumb. Uh Raheem, what are your thoughts on this on this very important issue? Um, I kind of see it the same way as the
3: NCAA tournament. Um, the first four in, first four out, or whatever. Um so I, I consider it making the playoffs. I mean, you're you the you're basically the first one in. so that's kind of how I see it but
1: okay you're I don't know maybe
3: it may maybe maybe it's like baseball to where it's just like you know they play that extra game to get into the playoffs so
2: which counts as the playoffs
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) if you make if you make the one game in baseball they consider that you made the playoffs
2: well if if you are playing the regular season tie break then no but if you make
1: that's what we're talking about here
2: yeah, you know, yeah. You no, know, if you yeah. make a one-game play-in, if you're the four and five seeds as the play-in into that last wild card spot, that is the playoffs.
1: That's not, okay, but we're not talking about the wild card. You're you're trying to make the baseball comparison, and I'm just kidding that you're you're stupid. Yeah, it, it does seem like it, it seems like it's the it's the it's the one game um
3: tiebreaker. That's what it seems like.
1: So, right. let, so me mean, let me ask you right this. Let me ask you about this.
2: When it gets to that game, nine versus ten, and we're rolling out for bulls pacers, and you're getting excited. Do you think that the NBA is not going to play that Pitbull intro music because the playoffs are here? And if Pitbull is playing, the playoffs have arrived.
1: They haven't used Pitbull since that time. they never go back because I don't know. <laughs> I think it's because they get money from the record companies, but they will not. For me, I would just say this. It doesn't make sense for it to be the play in. What are you playing into? You're playing into the playoffs. That's the point. <laughs> it's the play in tournament to get into the playoffs. That's the point. The uh, Kevin Pelton, I think, was the one that described this. And it's the best one that have come up with, which is, uh, you're right that it's binary, but it's only binary in the sense of there's the regular season and there's the postseason, right? If you make the play-in, you've reached the postseason because the regular season has ended. It is post the season. You have made the postseason. But you haven't made the playoffs because the playoffs are seven-game series. You have to win the play-in tournament. In order to make the playoffs, otherwise you are a, like I'm fine with just talking about you as a play-in team. That's fine. They're not a playoff team. They're a play-in team, but I don't think you can say that they are that. You
2: know, we get yeah. to this time of the year, and we, we've we've had the MVP conversation, we've had the the LA conversation, and just trying to think of okay, well, how, how do you frame it? How do you think of it a little bit different? You guys ready to get started? Let's get started. All right. So this is the NBA Crystal Ball over or under five and a half playoff games won by all four playing winners. So once we reach the playoffs over under five and a half cumulative playoff games won by those four teams, I think I just made Matt's point for him. Raheem, what do you think?
3: I'm going to go under um, because I don't see anyone really beating Philadelphia or Brooklyn, um, especially if, you know, the Celtics get out of that eighth spot. Um, So I'm – I think Brooklyn or Philadelphia is going to sweep whoever they play. And then the jazz, I I, I think, you know, the teams at the bottom of the West, I don't really respect. Um, So I I think they probably get two wins max. So I'm going
1: under. I think it's wild. Okay. So we look at it. You have to, it's a minimum of four. Right? Are we talking about this in the playoff games? Oh, we're no, talking no, about no. Playoff games.
2: no, the four don't count. you got to actually win it's, once you get to the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, it's, okay. it's pretty much two teams.
1: Right, right, right. I will go over, and the reason I will go over is specifically because of, obviously, the Western Conference. Like, the Eastern Conference, n- No. I mean, I think that I think there will be uh, the seven and eight seed will probably take one game off of the top two. I think that's possible. Um, But in the West, like, look, we we got Mavericks, Grizzlies, Spurs, Warriors, possibly Pelicans in that set. The Clippers, Jazz and Suns are not dynamite teams. Like, I have no reason to think that the Jazz are going to sweep the first round. I don't I don't have any reason to think that. Um, so take one from the East. I think it's likely that we'll get at least, like, I don't know, a two-game series out of the Western Conference Like it's the three. It's a stretch. If it was four and a half, I'm absolutely taking the over. I will very gently take the over on this one, because I do think that these playoff series are going to be closer in the Western Conference than I expected.
3: It's five and a half, though. That's a lot of games. So you're, a lot. You're, you're basically saying you have to win six games. See, yeah. I like the – I like to bet against human achievement. <laughs>
1: okay.
2: Wow. <laughs> I like yeah, it. I, I struggled to set the line here between the four and a half and the five and a half. I, I felt like four and a half, the over was was a little too attainable. I set it at five and a half. I think I'd go under just because I looked at the standings this morning. My whole reason for the five and a half and the potential over is that I believe in the Mavericks at least pushing a first round series to like six games. I think Luke is pushing it to six games and you want at least two, maybe a game seven, you want three and then we're probably hitting the over, but I don't believe in the Blazers as much. And the Mavs are only a game and a half behind. So if they jump up, then we're in trouble. But on the other side, if the Lakers drop down, we're probably wanting the over here. So,
1: Ooh, yeah. good point. That's a really good point.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So sticking with the first round over under 1.5 first round game sevens this year. So between all eight series over under one and a half game sevens, Matt, what do you think?
1: Uh, I'll take the over. I think you have to look at it from look, I think in the East, uh, the four or five matchup in particular, whoever winds up in those series, I think that series probably goes seven. I don't think that any of those teams are good enough to avoid a game seven, uh, Atlanta, Charlotte, Miami. If it's the Knicks in that conversation, if it's the Celtics in that conversation, that first four or five is probably going deep. Um, I think in the Western conference, obviously the four or five is, a, is a pretty choice spot for there to be, uh, it to go over. And if not, I think the three, six has, has possibilities there. If it's Clippers blazers, if it's uh, nuggets blazers, if it's Suns blazers, I feel like the blazers are going to drag one of these series out. Like they're just gonna hang around and all of a sudden be in a seven game series. And then once again, like the the Blazers fans can be like, Yeah, but we were right there. Like it was a game seven. It could have and when it's like you shouldn't have even been there in the first place. So I will take the over on that number.
3: Yeah, I think I'm gonna take the over. Um I don't know I don't know what the situation is on fans. Um so I think that's another you know, that's another variable that we have to, you know, figure out. But I, I just, I think there's been a lot of parity this year. And I, I just, I expect it to continue going on to the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I think I agree. I agree with you, Matt, that those are the, the three series that I'd have my eye on here. The the two, four, fives, and then the three, six in the West. I would take the over, but I would take it planning on the East grabbing one of those. And if they didn't, I would not be liking my position so strongly anymore so I felt like this was about the right spot. But, yeah, I do think – I think we'll get some drama. I don't think we're going to get a lot of drama in those other East series. I don't think the West one
1: and two will give us drama. But we've well, still got
2: three, three close series. Hang on.
1: If Dallas winds up in the seventh spot. Yeah. And, and thing... like
2: Phoenix or Denver is number two. Yeah. Uh, it, or even the Clippers. Yeah. That, that could go seven.
1: Like, I'm going to I'm be going to Dallas over in games – like playoff games one, right? It'll probably be like one and a half. And I'm going to be absolutely betting the over in those games, I think.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think Dallas, of the teams seated five or lower, if I had to pick one team to go to game seven, I think Dallas would be my pick right now. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of seeds five and lower, so that's five, six, seven, eight. And this obviously, this line will only work for this year because we are eyeing the Lakers probably ending up as one of those seeds. We don't know yet over under 3.5 playoff series one by any team seeded five or higher this season. Matt, what do you think?
1: This is a really good one. Cause you have to really map it out. When I looked at it, um, I'm taking the under. So I'm in the contrarian spot here, which is like, look, the Lakers blasted the Raptors last night. Like, blasted them. I'm not sure the Lakers are going to fall as much as we think they are. Like, I don't, I don't know that they're going to, everyone's just kind of like, yeah, they're terrible. They're going to slide. We've seen this random ass NBA regular season for years. And this is an especially random ass regular season. Plus I'm expecting next week there to be some sort of news bit about LeBron. I'm expecting there to be some sort of like, or AD, like, you know what? He's going to, they're going to be back on, they're expecting to be back X date. And so, like, there's going to be, like, that whole thing. I think it's possible that the Lakers wind up in the four. And so, like, if we look at this number and we look at how, like, at three and a half, okay, you could take the Lakers. What you're basically betting here is just are the Lakers going to be seeded five or lower? And are they going to win the title? And I will go ahead and go – With the variance there, I'll go under because I think it's very possible the Lakers wind up with a four spot. And if not, if the Lakers do wind up in the five, I think it's at least possible enough for them not to win the title that I will go ahead and go short in the East. It's not even a question. There's no question in the East for any of us. I don't think so. I will go under three and a half playoff series by any team uh, five C or lower.
3: Yeah, I'm going under here, too. I I just think the Lakers have too tough of a road. I mean, they could, you know, the Clippers can fall to four and beat the Lakers in the first round. (laughs) Like, I mean, Anthony Davis and LeBron are still hurt. It's just too much uncertainty. I'm taking the under.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. I try to set this one up so that you might actually have to take a position against the Lakers. And you guys both went under, but kind of for opposite reasons. Like Matt, you actually are betting on the Lakers being good enough to not be in those five plus seeds. And I gotta say, if the Lakers are not in there, then you may as well you you can burn your over money before the playoffs even start. Because if the Lakers aren't in, it's not happening. So that's a very good point. All right, next one up. We've been doing a lot of Utah Jazz talking. The biggest Jazz podcast fans here on the planet. So, gentlemen. The Jazz are set up to win a whole bunch of regular season awards. So, Jazz major regular season awards this year, minus 1.5 versus Jazz playoff series victories this year. So, just to to recap, that can count. Coach of the year, Sixth man of the year, defensive player of the year, Jazz major awards, minus 1.5 versus Jazz playoff series victories.
3: Raheem, where are you at on the Jazz? Wow. um, Yeah, I think you got to – you got to go major awards minus one and a half. Um, damn, actually no, 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 because <laughs> it's a it's a minus one and a half.
1: It's. I would put. I want. I want to make an adjustment on this. I think we should put this plus one and a half right now.
2: Yeah. I mean, do I do, do it backwards?
1: Yeah, you want to do plus one and a half.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Plus, I one. mean,
3: at, at plus one and a half, I have to take. I have to take um the plus one and a half because I mean. You have Gobert favored for the um, – for defensive player of the year. You got um, Clarkson favored for six-man of the year. And then you have the coach of the year, um, Quinn, is, Quinn Snyder's favored at minus 150 or so. So I just think, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the plus one-and-a-half. I mean, at minus one-and-a-half, I think you kind of have to take the playoff series because, you know, the Jazz can easily get to the Western Conference Finals. But I just – I don't know. I think I'm – honestly – I think I'll, I'll lay the one and a half and take the you know plus one and a half because they could easily lose in the second round. I think they'll they'll be underdogs to the to the Nuggets, they'll be
1: underdogs to the Lakers, they'll be underdogs to the Clippers. Let's well, so make them even. And what what when do you, where do you come out on that, Raheem? So if we got three awards for four playoff series, that's basically are you gonna win the title, right? Like which one would yeah. you take there? I'm taking I'm taking the major awards. The awards, right? I, yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm in the same spot because um, six man of the year is over. Brandon, Joe Ingles is not going to win. Hey, it still counts
2: for the jazz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um, it's true. That's true. But six man of the year is over uh, and Jordan Clarkson is going to win that. Right. Um, I I think I, I'm very sad because I bet Ben Simmons and I think that he's the best candidate and he's not going to win. I think I think Gobert is going to win defensive player of the year and that's really irritating to me because I don't think he deserves it um, as much as Ben Simmons does. He's obviously a great defensive player. Uh, and then coach of the year. I don't know. Like who else is winning coach of the year? Like, yeah, you know,
3: so, do what? Maybe. I, I mean, honestly, I would give, I would give it to Monty Williams, but he's not going to get it. Yeah. He's not going to get it.
2: I could see a doc
1: getting it. If the Sixers end up winning
2: the nah. one seed by like a margin.
1: No, nah, because they're a playoff team already. Um no, and the sure. jazz were a playoff team already, but the jazz were like a first round out, and now they're the best team in the in the in the comrades and the league yeah. so um yeah, so I think it's if it's even if it was even um I would take the awards i think <sighs> minus one and a half is tough though here though I'm trying to think about, about your original one it, like basically are they gonna like will they only win one series
2: right? That, did, that was what I was trying to set up. <laughs>
1: yeah, if you're trying to if you're trying to set that up, then I'm still going to grab the playoff series. I think you got to have like you have to bet that they're going to they're going to like you have to bet they're going to win at least two series. Like, they're the number one seed. They've shot all these threes. They have all this talent. Donovan Mitchell's numbers are really freaking insane. Um, I looked up yesterday. He's the number one player in effective field goal percentage on pull up jumpers with like a minimum of a hundred attempts this season. Like he's the number one guy wow. on pull-up jumpers. So yeah. Um, I think you got to have a little bit more faith in the jazz. Raheem, if we go back to the original, cause you and I were like, no, it can't mm-hmm. be that. But now that we're talking about it, it probably can be, you're probably taking the other. You're like, you're taking the awards minus one and a half. Right. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. I'm definitely taking the awards. Cause I, think so you think the jazz are a first round out?
3: No, I think they win the first round but i think the jazz get three awards right right and then i think you know whoever like right now they're slated to play the nuggets in the second round we're right. all taking the nuggets um if the like even if the nuggets climb up they'll be placed they'll be playing the clippers or the lakers probably
1: you said that we will all be taking the 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 nuggets i will guarantee you that if it's a contrarian spot, Brandon will absolutely
2: <laughs> I already started <laughs> smirking right when you said that. We'll absolutely,
1: like... <laughs> absolutely be like, I think the Jazz can win. I think they're the better team. They're the better team. Like, I, I can see it coming already.
0: This is Action Network podcast producer Matt Mitchell, here to tell you our friends at BetMGM have a great new sign-up offer for our listeners, a $600 risk-free first bet. Here's how it works. If you don't already have an account at BetMGM, Just sign up, make your first deposit, and place that initial wager. If the bet wins, you get all the money. If it doesn't win, BetMGM will refund you in free bets up to $600. It's that simple. Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. BetMGM has been a great podcast partner, and they've got all the features gamblers like us love, like live betting and daily odds boosts, Plus, they're compatible with BetSync, so when you place a wager at BetMGM, that bet can automatically be tracked in your Action App. So open an account today and make your first bet risk-free up to $600. Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. Now back to the show.
1: Right in what's the next one.
2: <laughs> Before we go on, Matt, I just want to know. So I agree with you defensive play there. We've talked about this. I, I agree Simmons has been better. You maybe haven't thought through two part on the ballot, but just so our, our listeners can hear, like how far out on Rudy Gobert are you? Would he be second on your ballot or is he third. down the ways on your ballot?
1: He's third. Okay. Um, for me, it's Simmons and then Miles Turner. Okay. And then Gobert. Um, the only problem is the Pacers' defensive rating hasn't been good enough for Turner to win, and that's a bummer, and they haven't had enough team success. But to me, a lot of this is about like what's actually most valuable for winning new games. And in the regular season, yeah, you can play drop coverage like Gobert does and hold your hands up and be tall, and that's fine. But like you need versatility. And Turner is the most versatile big man defensively in the league. And mm-hmm. Simmons, to me, is the most versatile wing in the league. And so, like, those are the guys that I would put on that list for for, for defensive player of the year above Gobert because – You know, one
3: thing, I want, one thing I want to say about that is so interesting, the Pacers play the um, Timberwolves tonight, and this total got steamed up from 227 to 232 right now Ooh. because Turner is out. So I think the market actually knows that Turner is yeah. – how big of a defensive impact he is.
1: Yeah, yes. yeah, for sure.
2: All right. Next question, gentlemen. Next one up. We're, so we're going to start thinking now, not just this year's playoffs, but out, out ahead a little further. So this is the Brandon Chicago Bulls fan special right here. Over under 1.5 playoff series victories won lifetime by the Zach Levine Nikola Vucevic Bulls era. Over under 1.5 playoff series victories. Raheem, over or under. Uh,
3: under. <laughs> <laughs> One I, word. That's it. And this team's not winning anything. I, they might not even like this. Could be over under playoffs here. I mean, p- p- get into the playoffs. Like realistically,
1: you're insane. You're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> look, no, look, uh, but no, here, but here's why. Here's what I'll take the over, and I'll tell you why I'm going to take the over. Um, Arturis, Karnasovas do not mess around with our tourists. Like. Do not mess around with him. Do not doubt him. I covered the man in Denver. Um, let's just say that, like, not, not the warmest individual, maybe, that you're going to run into. <laughs> like, he is not like a big, chatty Cathy. Um, not like a, hey, how you doing? Uh, so, very intimidating, very serious man. And as such, uh, I think, look, I, I, he made it clear in the press conference that they're going to continue – to like compete for other guys. Like, they're not done. Like, they will keep making moves on their roster. And, like, they wanted to move Lauren Markinen for Lonzo Ball, and they couldn't pull it off. They will probably move him this summer. They will continue to move, guys. Like, I have a lot of faith in Arturis Carnasovas. and I think we're overreacting to how this has looked in the beginning. Zach Levine has played awesome this year. Nikola Vichovic Budz- 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 has played awesome this year. We had a couple signs in the last game. I think that they're starting to get it together. I think they're, they're going to start, you know, putting this together. Uh, and, yeah, I think, I think they at least at least two playoff series – they'll win in the era. I will I will go ahead and take the over on that, given the fact that I think Carnasovas can remake Chicago as a legitimate free agency destination. If there was a way to take your action on it, I would totally take your action.
2: Yeah, I, uh, it will come as a shocker to everyone that I'd be taking the under here, and I would have taken it under 0.5, but I, I gave them a one playoff series somewhere just to be charitable. But let's stay in the East. Stay, we're still going forward. Over under 3.5 playoff series won from this moment forward by the coach Budenholzer Milwaukee Bucks. So, this season or any year after, over under 3.5 playoff series victories. Matt?
1: No, I have to go under. I don't want to, but I have to go under. Um, Because, look, either, you know, you're either saying that they win the title this year, because I don't know that Budenholzer lasts past this year if they have another flame out like I don't know how you run it back if you're Bucks ownership after that like there's got to be a level of frustration they they inked Giannis they inked through holiday the extension this week those are both big pieces of news but I think at some point at some point I think you've got to make the decision to move on so I do I think they'll win the title this year I think they can I'm not betting them to I'll wait and see. I hope they do. It'd be a great story. But until they do, like at this point, you're going to have to show me. So I will go ahead and go under.
3: Yeah, I think you got to go under because if, if they don't win the finals, they don't they don't if they don't even go to the Eastern Conference finals, he could get fired. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think his, I mean, you're you're basically betting if they're going to win the title this year because it could be over this year.
2: Do you think that if they make the finals, you know that's three. He's going to have to come back and win another one next year. What if they make the finals? Does he stay around them? That's a step forward.
3: Oh yeah, I, I mean I think he makes the finals, he's fine. But I mean I think if, if if they don't make the finals, this could be it. Um yeah, I like the Nets. So <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I, I I agree that that was the the premise here is I think if they don't at least make the finals, that's it. And but yeah, it shouldn't be even odds then, because you're basically just betting on the bucks making the finals, and that would not be even odds here. Um, all right, over or under 1.5 more LeBron rings or MVPs in his career. So add those together, more championship rings and MVP trophies going forward. Over or under 1.5 more. Raheem?
3: I'm going under. Um, you could just make this) um you know, over LeBron. Is anyone
1: good in the NBA? Can I ask you this question? Is anyone good in the NBA? Every team sucks.
3: Like, teams are good, but I mean, I just think there's always more value betting against the human achievement. (laughs) There's always, like, that's always been, like, one of my philosophies in terms of betting because it's just always shaded. And I think this one's shaded. Like, I mean, LeBron is, what is he?
0: LeBron James, oldest starting player in the NBA.
3: He's he's older than me. He's like 36 years old or whatever. Um, he's been in the league 18 years. It's just at some point you slow down. I mean, we've seen him get injured twice out of the last three seasons. For the first time ever, he's having these major injuries. I mean, I think the Lakers will be lucky to get one more he has ring. a
1: sprained ankle. A high ankle sprain. He has an ankle sprain. But I'm just saying, this is a yeah, guy ankle sprain. He, hear hear me out, man. Why I dove into it. Hear me out. Second major injury in the last may Will, do Not career. be describing a high ankle sprain as a major injury. Do not do this. It's it's the second biggest
2: injury he's had in his lifetime. Basically, I know,
3: but I'm just I'm just saying. How many years are you expecting him to continue?
2: Not enough five years ago, but now that it keeps on happening every year, I've just given up on predicting. It. <laughs> I'm not
3: giving up. Like, I mean, right now to me, you're know, giving up on let, failure <laughs> this year. And last year was his best chances of winning MVP. And I think, you know, the ship is starting to sell for that. I think, you know, this is a young man's lead. So I got to bet against, you know, a 36, 37 year old guy winning another MVP. And I, I just think Anthony Davis might
1: not hold, hold up. Like dude has made a glass. All right, I'll go over. Um, I think you got to look at, again, I'll just say this. If he comes back in the next, I don't know, two weeks, if he gets back in the next two weeks, he still has a month left to compete for this MVP award. I cannot stress this enough. The voters want to give it to him. Like, I can't, I just, I have to tell you this. The voters want to give it to him. Every voter I talk to, this is literally the phrase that I've heard, which is like, well, I have to give it to Jokic right now. Like they're being handcuffed to Nikola Jokic against their will. And that's like where people are at because the voters want to reward LeBron because he's LeBron, because he's an institution now, which is really crazy to see because he was like the disruptive force so early in his career. But now, right now, yeah, like they're forced to vote for Nikola Jokic. So they you're saying we should for Jokic.
3: So, hold, 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 we got to pause this. So you're saying that we should take the plus 1400 on LeBron to win MVP. At 1400? Yeah, that's that's what that, I mean, that's what it is now. I mean, he's like Nicole, Jokic, MB, Giannis, Harden, Lillard, they're all above LeBron right now.
1: <sighs> I can't say it's a value bet right now because I don't know if it's going to be 4 or 6 weeks. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know if he's back in two weeks. I don't know if he's back in four weeks and like Mm -hmm. every little bit gets over it. But I'll just say this, even if it doesn't, if it doesn't happen this year, like the next time that they have a chance to, they're going to give it to him. Like they want to give him the MVP. Okay. They they want to. And he's still, I will tell you this, he's going to get a huge chunk of first place votes this year. Like he will Mm -hmm. still get a huge chunk. Like, Nikola, I think Nikola Jokic has to be the number, like, not only the favorite, but he's got, he's the smart bet right now. And the biggest reason I've kind of come to this conclusion is it's going to be a split field in the, in for the first place votes, but there are going to be a lot of people that will not have MB, like, they'll go LeBron, Jokic, Dame, or Jokic, Dame, LeBron. There's a lot of those. Nikola Jokic will be on every single ballot. He will be on, Nikola Jokic will be on every single ballot. And those cumulative points, even if he doesn't get a majority of first place votes, which, by the way, historically, that's never been the trend. There's always like it coalesces around one guy and that guy picks up the majority. Even in 2017, Westbrook got a vast majority of first place votes. He got a majority of first place. Like it's we haven't seen a a race where one guy did not get the majority of first place votes. It just doesn't happen. The media kind of like. There is, like, I, I hesitate to say a groupthink mechanism, but there's something about that that kind of drives it towards it. Plus, if you're giving me the one and a half, look, do I think it's possible they win the title this year and then two years later another Lakers star, another star decides to come over to the Lakers? Yeah, like, at, LeBron's window is open years. Like, he, he decides when it's over, so I will take the over. All right,
2: <clears throat> well... From the distant past with LeBron James and present and future indefinitely, we're going to take our crystal ball and start looking well into the future. Guys, we just watched the Final Four this week. We saw Jalen Suggs hit one of the all-time great basketball shots for Gonzaga. We watched Cade Cunningham, one of those two guys. Probably Cunningham's going to be the number one NBA draft pick this year. Suggs is going to go in the top five. So who gets the first top five NBA MVP finish? Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, LaMelo Ball, or none of the above. Raheem, do you have a have any take here?
3: Um I watched a little bit of Jalen Suggs. He looks, he's he's undersized. I don't see him getting an MVP. Um, but I don't I, I haven't seen, like I only just saw him like this weekend. I don't watch a lot of college basketball, but I, I just don't see him winning an MVP. Um Cade, I haven't seen. Um, I think Mello can actually get it. Because I think he's an impact player already, so I gotta go with him just based on what I've seen this year.
1: This is really tough for me, mm-hmm. because I think everyone loves Lamelo Ball. Like everyone just loves him. He is a darling already. Mm-hmm. Um, however, he was drafted by the Charlotte Hornets, <laughs> and no one's coming to play in Charlotte, which sucks. Because I had uh, a starter jacket for the Hornets and they were my favorite team when I was a kid because of Alonzo Mourning. So I love the Charlotte Hornets uh, absolute best color scheme. Uh, just I, they're, they're the, they're the coolest logo. I just love the Hornets. I will go with Cade. Um, so they're, they're uh, my guy, Brian Schroeder is member of like the draft Twitter contingent. And I get a lot of information from him in a Slack that I had that he happens to be in. He just posts stuff into, like a a channel that's all about the draft. And the stuff that he posts on Cade is absolutely ridiculous. Like Mm. Cade Cade has the potential. There's a reason why everyone last year was like, you want my pick? Because you can have my pick. Do you want it? You can can have my pick if you want it. Last year and this year, everyone's like, Mm. keeping it no matter what? Because I want Cade. Um, it's, you know, I, I understand why Suggs is getting conversation. I think this is a great draft. I think it's going to be an awesome draft all the way through. I think if you're in the top three, you're going to be pretty well set, even though the history of number twos is not great, but look, I think Kate Cunningham is clearly the, the best. And I think that he, I think the fact that he was on Oklahoma state kind of, I, the other thing I'll say this, and I have noticed this when I've watched him, he's a lot better adapted to the pro game. Like, I just think that he's a lot better adapted when he's surrounded by people that are actually competent instead of children that don't know how to shoot. Like, there's just like a lot. There's a big drop off here. Um, and Stucky hates it when I talk about college basketball this way, but I will continue to do so. But like, I think when I just I think when Kate Cunningham is surrounded by actual NBA talent professionals, that he will be really good. And so I will take Kate Cunningham to win. What's,
3: what's his comp for like people like me who just I, I literally don't watch college basketball. I can't take it. Like, I can't take the, the, the drop off in athleticism. And smarts, and it's just not a good game to me. So, what's his comp like? So,
2: <laughs> so I would say his comp—the the ones that I've heard the most—and and I I wrote an article for Action on him before the the March Madness uh, tournament started. So, I would say you're either hearing Ben Simmons with a jumper, except obviously not defense player of the year Ben Simmons, but similar sort of style or Luka Doncic. Like, if if you're getting the upside, you're looking at a big playmaker engine of an offense. Sort of guy. That's that's what you're hoping you're getting from Cade Cunningham. Mm.
1: Okay. Uh, Jimmy Butler is a is a comp that I've heard made huh. um, that I think is probably worth like at least a little bit of exploration. But there there he, he just a lot of it with him. Raheem is just like he brings this entire array of skills to the table. Like mm. we don't know what he's going to be in the NBA, and that's like the concern is like what if he's just really good at everything and not great at anything? Like that's the mm. concern with Cade. Mm-hmm. But I I think he'll be awesome at lots of things. So does he? Does he have Jimmy's dog, or is just like his style of play? I think he's he's not. He doesn't have Jimmy's dog. I would say that he okay. has like. I, I think he's got the body and he's got the mm-hmm. skill set. Um, mm-hmm. but I will say this too: like a lot of guys don't come out of college with that kind of defensive mindset, and then they get it in the pros. So, like, mm-hmm. we'll have to wait and see what happens. But um, mm-hmm. I'm absolutely like I'm sky high on Cade.
2: Yeah, for okay. me. I think if I actually had to put money on it, I think this is the spot to go with with Raheem's fade humanity rule and just go with none of the above, because <laughs> we got three young guys that we haven't seen play anywhere near an MVP level yet. The odds are that they're not going to. That's just how this works in the draft and with the young guys. But if I had to pick one of the players, I, I, I to me, my concern with Cade Cunningham as, as like a draft analyst. If you made me say, is he going to win an NBA title? I don't feel great about that. I, to me, Kate, I think is going to be an awesome floor raiser. I think he's going to fill it up. The box score is he going to score? Is he going to get like seven or eight rebounds a game because he's big? He's a great elite passer who's going to actually be able to pass in the NBA when there are shooters and spacing. So like, it's very easy for me to see him suddenly putting up like 23 points a game, eight rebounds, eight assists and he starts doing that, we already know that's going to get you on MVP ballots. Like That's going to get you, whether you're Russell Westbrook or LeBron or Jokic, if you're you're getting those kind of numbers day in, day out, people are going to notice you're going to make the All-Star team. You're going to catch attention. I don't know. I'm still debating Cade versus Evan Mobley on my draft board because I think Mobley is the more Anthony Davis type. I think he's a ceiling raiser, championship raiser caliber player. So I think that's, I might rather have that player long-term as a draft guy, but I think Cunningham, that doesn't matter for regular season MVP. That's what we've been talking about all year. I think Cunningham could get that, even if he's not quite that championship caliber player. But one last one here to wrap this up. We're, We're looking at the crystal ball eternally into the future. Career rankings here between Luka Doncic and Zion Williamson. Combined career MVPs and championship rings. Luka Doncic minus 1.5 or Zion Williamson you get the whole rest of the careers going forward. They're obviously both at zero right now. So Raheem, who, who are you signing with here?
3: I think you've got to go Luka. Um, for one, Luka a ball handler. So it kind of makes it easier. He's, his style's a little bit more easier to grasp, but also I think Zion has the injury history. Um, you know, he, he hasn't been able to consistently stay healthy other than this season. Um, and you got to worry about that with a um, a big his size. So I think it's
1: it's a pretty easy decision for me. I want to believe. I want to believe. Um, I will go, Luca. I don't necessarily want to. I feel like there's a good chance that it winds up being within the spread, right? Where Zion gets just within but the injury thing is just too real. Like Raheem's right. Like there's just too much of an injury concern. Um, Zion is so explosive at that size. And it simply does not make sense to anybody I've talked to that he's going to be able to sustain that. How does his game adapt, right? As he gets older and he gets more injuries, how does his game adapt? And I don't know if it can versus Luca can adapt forever. Luca's only going to get smarter and craftier and will probably shoot better. He's already had stretches of shooting. Well, um, not, not sustainably enough, by the way. Thanks for killing my over three and a half, uh, dreams as of late, Luca. <laughs> but in general, like, I think, you know, I, th- I, I think Luca's probably got to be the safe bet. I will say this, like, <sighs> let me put it this way. There's a better chance that Zion, like, if it was just rings, I think Zion might, have a better chance because hmm. he'll probably get traded from new Orleans by like at some point, although is this, is this five years or is, this entire, no, is this no, it's his entire just, career this is just
2: forever? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, he's going to get traded um, as much as I hate. I think that sucks because I love new Orleans and wish that it was a viable NBA city and, and could sustain things, but like he's going to sign that rookie extension and then he's going to get traded and versus like Luca will be in Dallas his entire career. And Dallas has had a really hard time getting free agents. Like, they haven't been able to add those star teams despite Cuban's best efforts. So I kind of lean towards um, Zion on the titles, but combined with the injury risk, I got to go Luca.
2: Yeah, this one is, is really close for me. As you guys were talking, I was preparing to make the Zion case here. And I think there is a case for it. I, I think in part the case is, he literally could stop playing basketball forever right now. And Luca still has to win at least two MVPs or rings, which is not a given <laughs> like in order to win this bet, he has to at least win multiple MVPs or at least one ring. And like, who do we compare Luca to all the time? James Harden, who is the one guy that we always say is not going to win a ring because his style doesn't, is not conducive to the playoffs. And not that I agree with that. I, I think he can and will, And I think Luca can and will, but you know, like, It's no small thing to just assume that Doncic has to get at least two of these. Um, Zion's injury risk clearly is higher, but no player is is just a given to stick around. But I do believe in Luka. I I do think, like I just said, I think he's he's a multi-MVP winner. I think Zion's number here until we see otherwise, I I do think he's going to win an MVP. I, I was shocked. I wrote about the MVP race last week. I honestly think Zion is pretty close to my top 10 MVP right now this year as like a 65 or 70 game player into his career guy. Like he's been that good already. And, it, and if he's already like, he's going to open next season. When we start the new year, he's going to be like a top five candidate. He's going to, he, he's going to be not this year's Luca. Cause the Pelicans aren't good enough yet, but he's like a year away from that. And, and he's going to get the hype. People love him. He's going to get the votes at some point. I would have to take Donchich here just because I think, I think his ceiling, his ceiling is the roof. Like it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's anything. It, it could be any number here. Like it, it, if you could put up a number that said like Luka MVPs and rings, and there was like a minus 3.5 and a minus 5.5. And I, I would be looking like, what what's the juice on these? Like, what are my odds? And I might actually be thinking about it. If I could play that. I, I just think, I think he he is a true all timer that we are still just beginning to to watch unfold here.
1: All right, we'll move on here but before we move on i want to show you some appreciation for one of life's greatest pleasures beer more specifically drinking beer because just like the upcoming masters down in augusta spending a beautiful spring weekend drinking dozens of beers is truly a tradition unlike any other but you can't sit on the green jacket of life getting wasted before happy hour and that's where our friends at athletic brewing come in because for years now athletic brewing has been making some of the most flavorful craft beers money can buy but without the alcohol So if you're thinking of taking it easy on the booze this spring to keep your ball in the fairway, Athletic Brewing's award-winning beers are a great option. If you want to support the show, head to athleticbrewing.com, check out their selection, and place an order using code ACTION15. This gets new customers 15% off their first order, and if you order two or more six-packs, shipping is always free. That's athleticbrewing.com. Use the code ACTION15 on that first order, and enjoy great taste while keeping your gambling edge. All right, boys, let's move on and let's get to Back to the Future.
3: Back to the Future.
1: This is our segment where we talk about bets that we wish that we'd made in the past or Brandon touts uh, completely insane ideas like betting Joe Ingalls to win Sixth Man of the Year. Brandon, do you have a Back to the Future for this week?
2: Yeah, I do. Mine is uh, is a back to the like the weekend, but it's gone now. I was looking at it. I, this is this is back to our MVP conversation. We we've been here. We we've talked about it. I I agree. I feel like if the season ended right now, Jokic would win the MVP. I think he clearly is the MVP. He has been for months. I also agree that the the voters would begrudgingly give it to him. So as a gambling man, I'm still looking for who else could the voters talk themselves into? I think it's not LeBron. I don't trust him to come back. This weekend, I was eyeballing Joel Embiid at plus 800 MVP, thinking like, man, they say he's coming back now. We've got like a whole month plus of the season. And people love him. People love to throw out the argument of like, well, they're basically almost equal offensively. And we know Embiid is way better defensively. So that's an easy tie break. I don't buy it. Like Embiid has been great. If he played all season, he would be a very clear and deserving number two for me. But I don't think that the voters see it that way. I think that they see on the court, Jokic and Embiid pretty neck and neck. And I think that they would love an excuse to give it to Embiid. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he had a big game last night against the Celtics because it's the Celtics. Ben Simmons remains lifetime undefeated against Kemba Walker. It's like 14-0 now, I think. Um, and he put up 35 points. He's already down to plus 400 at MGM. So I, I don't love the odds anymore. I kind of wish I had had laid the plus 800 over the weekend. So that's my back to the future this week.
3: Raheem, you got one this week? Oh yeah, I definitely have one. I like the Indiana Pacers not to make the playoffs plus 210. Um, you know, they're dealing with the injury bug right now. Miles Turner is out, obviously, for tonight. Sabonis is banged up. Rogdon is banged up. But, I mean, when you look at this team, they're just 18 for offensive efficiency. I mean, they fired Nick McMillan. They brought in Bjorken. The offense really hasn't improved. He's supposed to make this offense more modern. Meanwhile, this team is only taking 19% of their um, field goal attempts from behind the arc. They're not a good three-point shooting team. This team... Offensively, they're just a mess. And, I mean, defensively, even with Miles Turner, they're, they're still just in the middle of the pack. And I think, you know, they're, they're one and the a half games behind the, the Knicks for the, um, the AFC. I think, you know, the Bulls could possibly pass them. Um, I don't see this team making the playoffs. So, I think at, at plus 210, there's some value.
1: I don't think I can go with you there. I still think, I feel like Indiana is still, like, they played I don't know, maybe they are. Like, they played so well that first month and they've fallen off. They played they played more games badly than they've played well. I, I hear that. I just, they're so talented. Like, they've had a lot of, they've had a lot of injury issues. Like, they've had. And that's, that's my point.
3: It's just like, the, I don't think the injury issues are going to
1: stop at this point. Well, okay. Here's part of it, though, is like, guys aren't going to, guys aren't going to play through stuff in the regular season format until they have to. Right? Like, if it, if it gets late in the year and it's like, you got to win, like, four of your next five, like, I They'll probably they'll all play and they'll rattle it off. I don't know. I I'm not with you on that. Like especially when we look at like who's who's gonna take their spot.
3: I mean, right now, I mean, we got we got Boston in the AFC. We got the Knicks in the seventh seed. We got the Hornets in the sixth seed. So you're basically saying that they're gonna pass one of those teams, and they're already they're two games behind. Nine. No, they're two. No, no, no. Don't no. They, no. they don't have to in the plan. They don't have to. They're just but, beating the plan. But y'all just told me that the
2: Bulls were putting it together. I did not tell you that. I have never said that
1: sentence. Oh, we just together.
3: had this conversation earlier. Oh. Didn't Matt just tell me that the Bulls were putting it together?
1: <laughs> no, but look, look, look. I mean, look, here, let's imagine this. Because you think the Bulls are terrible. What if the Raptors get in? Do you want Pacers or Raptors? I want, I want the Raptors. Oh, my.
3: Still? <laughs> Over but the Pacers? Still?
1: Over the Pacers, Yes. The, pace, the, the, the Raptors have dominated the Pacers. Okay, so if you don't think the Bulls are good, then let's, let's move them past the Bulls. Let's say they win the, the, the 9-10. Do, do you... Let's say, let's say the Celtics beat the Knicks. So now they're do playing you wanna, the Knicks or the Hornets. Do you want to take the Knicks versus the Pacers? Do you want to take the Knicks, Raheem? At
3: this point, I would take the Knicks. Oh my. As, cra- as crazy as it sounds, I would totally take the Knicks.
2: Yeah, I, I'm with Matt on this one. When you lay it all out like that, there, it, uh, there's just no way. I can't talk myself into the Pacers losing to the Hornets or the Knickerbockers. They might not even right get
3: around. there. Like, I mean, they're two, they're two games behind the Celtics right now.
2: So they I mean, might not even get matter. there. It doesn't matter. They only Man. have to be the 10th seed to make the plan. Yeah. Play-in.
1: yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> four. they're four up on the Raptors for the play-in. Four. They're four up in the loss column on Toronto – who just got ran by the Lakers without LeBron and AD and Drummond? <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. Thank you for that. I,
3: mean, I, I, I like the Lakers last night, so I, I just I'm, I'm a little biased there. But um, I, I just I, I see this Indiana team slipping tonight. I'm like, I like I like Minnesota to, to beat them outright tonight. It wouldn't surprise me if Indiana dropped. They, they got the They got the Magic. They got the Grizzlies. They got the Clippers.
1: I will say this they easily like, losing TJ Warren for the year was big. Yeah. Like they can lose three out of the next four. Yeah. But I mean, I, I will just say this. We're in that, we're in that dangerous period where it's like, but the playoffs are coming and I'm like, there's still a ways away. Like you can have, you can play badly basically for the next 15 days. You just have to play well that last month. If you can play well that last month, you're fine. You'll get back into it. Like, you know what? Like y'all might have just talked me into like taking the bulls to make the playoffs.
2: There we go. Oh, no. What have I done?
1: There we go. <laughs> Let's go, Bulls Nation. I, I, just, I, I don't like this Pacers team at all. Hashtag C-Red. Um, <laughs> mine is Julius Randle for most improved.
0: Julius Randle.
1: He's now the favorite in a lot of books. I don't know why we didn't take him earlier. We really talked ourselves into, like, it being Jeremy Grant. Randall was putting up, like, historic numbers, and we we overestimated, like... We really did. In fact, I, I just I think we kind of thought like, well, well, you know, what if the what if the, the Knicks fall off again like they always do instead of being like, well, the Pistons are going to be horrible. So I feel like Julius Randles has got a leg up on him. I feel like everyone's kind of like the, the book is really out on Jeremy Grant in terms of everyone being like, OK, cool. He's putting up numbers like last night was, I think, a great example of this. He left the Nuggets. He goes to Detroit. He has his massive first half and his team gets absolutely blasted off the face of the planet while Aaron Gordon is smiling, playing 20 minutes and like shooting four times. (laughs) And is just like, don't care. We're running everybody. Don't even, don't even care. Um, So uh, yeah, like I kind of wish I'd gotten in on that. I do want to, I want to bring this to you guys' attention. Um, Let's talk about this real quick. LaMelo ball is still plus 200 to win rookie of the year. We're getting two to one now. We get two to one on the player that everyone agrees is the best player in this class. Like by a wide margin, he is the best player in this class. Tell me why I'm not betting this. Like I've already bet it. Tell me why I'm not betting more on it. Tell me why Brandon. I just,
2: I, I just don't think it's enough and it's, it's not enough numbers. It's not enough recency. And voters are stupid. They vote on numbers and
1: recency bias. We know this. We complain about it. Look, I'll push push back on this. I don't, voters used to be stupid. I don't think voters are stupid now. I think Mm -hmm. that there are, I think that there are, there are definitely voters that are more susceptible to those because they don't think through them. But there's enough voters that go like, well, wait, am I just like taking this to recency? Like there are a lot of guys that are involved in the MVV and and women that are involved in the MVP, like these awards conversations that listen to all these conversations about recency bias that listen to all these conversations about the advanced metrics. Like, I don't agree that the the voters are uniformly stupid. I think some voters are who I will not list on this, (laughs) but I don't think in general, you can just flat out say broadly that they are, they are stupid.
2: Okay. So, so let me run it back. Stupid is the wrong word. Voters are human and humans are prone to recency bias. Humans are prone to numbers bias we've seen that play out over and over. Voters are not stupid. Voters are making their choices the way they are. I just think at the end, uh, Anthony Davis or Anthony Edwards is going to keep putting up huge numbers that don't matter. And um, especially Malik Beasley is out now. So we know that Edwards is going to keep just hoisting a zillion shots every night. He's actually improving. He's playing well, like for a rookie, he's, he's playing pretty well. He's getting a lot of good, good vibes coming out of Minnesota about Edwards as not, Wiggins and a guy that that the team is like genuinely really excited about and it's just gonna be hard I think to overcome that momentum of a guy posting numbers 25 points night after night after night while the other guy sits on the sidelines and watches and I, I just think I don't know LaMelo just we we did this a few years ago uh, Joel Embiid was like the runaway rookie of the year and played 31 games. And what was LaMelo played like how, how many more than that. And I realized the season's a little shorter, but if we didn't give it to Embiid for 31 games, I, I think voters are going to think of that way too. Like, well, if I didn't vote for Embiid at 31, how can I vote for LaMelo? Embiid was way better than LaMelo. I, I just, I can't get there with it.
1: He's played 41 games out of a 72 game season. Like that's a major differential between 31 and an 82.
3: It is, it is, and he, and he might, he might come back
1: and he might come back and play more. If he comes back, then I will, would open the value's gone. Then the minute that the minute they announce that he's coming the like, as soon as the Hornets put out in the injury report, LaMelo ball is questionable for Friday's game versus whoever, as soon as he's upgraded, those numbers are going.
2: But isn't that still three weeks, five weeks away. And in the meantime, the odds will continue to swing toward Ezra's favor. Like even if you, even if you like that argument for LaMelo, isn't he going to be at plus 250 two weeks from now or plus 300 uh,
1: as Edwards keeps getting numbers and ball keeps not playing? I don't know because didn't he drop even more? Wasn't he even longer after the initial injury? I feel like he was. I feel like LaMelo's inju- odds dropped pretty big. And we're at plus 210 at the MGM, the official odds provider for the Action Network, by the way. Stuff. All right. Last that section. Uh, thanks for nothing.
0: Good teams win. And great teams cover. But some teams do neither. This is Thanks for Nothing.
3: And it's too late, baby, now it's too late. Though we really did try to make it.
1: Uh, And mine this week goes to the Los Angeles Clippers. I'm sorry, Mitchell. Matt Mitchell, our producer, just, I have to. This god team. This god team, the Clippers. How do you win this game so comfortably versus the Blazers and you don't beat them in the second quarter? Carmelo Anthony was a minus 19 in the game and he plays most of his minutes in the second quarter and they still didn't win the quarter. How? 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 This is that time of year when all these, like, literally, guys, I'm on this role where I'm betting trends that have been solid the entire year in choice spots versus very key teams that are good in the spots that the other team sucks at, and I'm still getting caught, and I'm really... Really irritated. Thanks for nothing, Los Angeles Clippers. They've been so – I want to talk broadly about this. Why are the Clippers so frustrating in terms of – we all have this kind of perception of them. Like, Raheem, are you with me on this, that the Clippers are the most frustrating team to bet? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. They're highly dependent on shooting. So, it's just like they'll have a game where they're
3: making all the threes, they're passing the ball, the offense isn't stagnant, and then they'll have other games to where – Paul George is just playing like he was in a bubble. He, um, the offense is stagnant. Him and Kawhi aren't moving the ball. Nobody can hit a three. Or, you know, they're winning the game down the stretch and then the offense gets stagnant. They're very frustrating. Like, they just, you never know when they're going to show
1: up.
2: I'll say, too, from a prop standpoint, I'm trying to think about this. I might not have played a Clippers prop this season. Like, if anything, <laughs> I, I might have wow. taken, like a, like, a Zubach rebounding over or something. But every time I get to that team and I pull up on the list on the props tool, and first of all, they're never rated high because the props tool knows too. The props tool knows that the Clippers are unpredictable and have no idea what's going to happen. And I look and I see Kawhi totals and and Paul George totals. Like the only way I would play one is if it's like Terrence Mann taking an over because everyone else is sitting out. Great. I'm happy to support Terrence Mann. But I see everyone else. I'm like, no, thank you. I have no idea what's coming on here. And I just get rid of them.
1: All right, let's go right back the Action Network NBA podcast. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Make sure to stay tuned and check out this week's oh, – I, I, I got one. I got, I got Oh, you got one. one. You got one. Hit oh, me my, in. Uh, 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 Steve Kerr. Oh, oh my God.
3: Finally, he put Steph Curry in in eight minutes in the fourth quarter, and they win a game. But this team has dropped so many games this year because in the fourth quarter, Kumbaya Kerr, you know, he wants to play everybody, <laughs> and – Last week against the Miami Heat, they're down three going into the fourth quarter. He didn't put Steph Curry in until they're down 12 with six minutes to go. They lose that game. They play the Hawks. They have the lead going into the fourth quarter. What does he do? He waits until six minutes left in the fourth quarter. He puts he puts um Curry in, game over. Finally, he learned. I don't know who bullied them into playing them, um, playing Curry of four eight minutes last night, but they got the win. I'm so sick of Curry.
1: Even Warriors fans both, which I think is a dangerous proposition. I'm excited Ooh. to see, uh, excited to see what their plan is for replacing the coach that l- led them to the best. You know what I
3: think? You know what it, it, I think? Kerr is—he's a great coach, but I feel like he overthinks things, and he's not good at finding simple solutions. But he's—he's he's good at finding like more complicated things. Like I think Mark Jackson is—you know—is as much as I wasn't really a big fan of him. He did a good job developing that team, and he deserves some credit for that. But I mean, Kerr, you know, obviously he took that team to a championship level. So I I just wonder if there's certain coaches who are just better at building from the ground up, and then other coaches who just, you know, can take them to you know heavenly heights. Yeah, I agree.
1: I I, I agree with you on Jackson deserves credit for developing him. He he did really well with that team. I'm hopeful that another team gives him the opportunity um, to build them up so that he gets off the television forever. But I I do think that like. I do think he deserves credit for that. I will just say like, I get a little frustrated with the Kerr dialogue because it, the Warriors fans just make it out to seem like it's just stuff. Like that's all it was. And like, we're seeing the season, like, no, like you need Clay Thompson yeah. and Andre Godala and Sean Livingston, you know, like you don't need Kevin Durant, but you need Draymond green and Clay Thompson and Sean Livingston and Andre Godala. Like you needed yeah. all of that and veteran guys in order for that team to be what it was. But at the same time, the Warriors were a first round out versus the Los Angeles Clippers in that series in 2015 or 14, and they would have been out in probably like five games had the Balmer uh, or not Balmer the Sterling scandal broken. Um, and Steve Kerr comes in, and they literally become a dynasty. Yeah. Like, I just feel like they'd be like, people need to get off Steve Kerr's. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I don't want to sound like a Mark Jackson apologist because I'm really not a fan.
3: I mean, this, this guy had, you know, Clay and Steph and they were like 12th in offense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's like Kerr really unleashed Curry. But I just think right now, he's just not finding the simple solutions. And I, agree with that. I do think there's something to it because, you know, Curry shouldn't have to play 40 minutes a game for this team to win. So they're not very good. But there's so many games this year, they should have won.
1: Agree on that. All right, that's gonna wrap it up for the Action Network mm-hmm. podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, make sure to check out the Masters preview obviously great betting opportunity this weekend make sure to check out all of our great stuff as, as getting ready for the NFL draft everything on the Action Network podcast feed rate, review, and subscribe for Raheem Palmer for our Brandon Anderson we'll talk to you guys again next week on the Action Network podcast NBA edition
2: we're finished talking